Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. One of the only things I like about Hard Knocks is the voice of God <laughs> who narrates it. Right. Live. I hope I get to meet him. But look, you know, I understand that the appeal with us. Obviously, there's a lot of eyes on me, a lot of eyes on our team, a lot of expectations for our squad. So uh, they force it down our throats, and we got to deal with it. Yesterday, both teams, Jaden Hardy, ooh, ooh. cookies, the other way, Ricky Council. Council out here committing crime. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been an easy Friday show, and we just got an hour left. How great is that? The weekend is upon us. And I know a lot of people are going to be traveling out there, so please stay safe as uh, it's that time of year being on summer vacations. And I know we're going to be in Nashville next week for SEC Media Day, so we'll look forward to that and also have safe travels of our own. So it's going to be great, but uh, we know that there's been a lot of news this week when it comes to baseball, especially Razorback baseball, as the team had some players get drafted and also some prospects get drafted and some guys that still have decisions to make as well as a, a big year coming up for Dave Van Horn and his squad. So it's really been fascinating to see what has gone down when it comes to these players individually? So let's talk about somebody that knows about it all as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Verado Fine Jewelry Outline and welcome in Razorback Baseball Assistant Coach and friend of the show, Bobby Wernis. Coach, Bobby, how you doing this afternoon, man? Appreciate you joining us. Absolutely. Good to talk to you, John. Yeah, it's good to talk to you too, man. And I know that uh, this has probably been as busy as a week as uh, you'll ever have when it comes to you know, the draft and, and, and players and trying to go deal with the portal and all of that. So just kind of walk us through what this past week has been like for you specifically, because I feel like there's about 18 different things that you're having to balance out throughout the season anyways. But a week like this, it's like gets increased to double the size because there's a lot of moving parts to this whole organization and also to this whole week. Hey, yeah, no, uh, no doubt it's been an absolute zoo. And I think, honestly, the biggest contributor to that is just the timing of the draft. Um, you know, I think COVID kind of was a catalyst for them pushing the draft back. Um, so just from a lot roster management um, perspective, that just makes it tough on, I mean, not just us, but just all colleges across the nation. Um, and really, it, it sucks because you want to be able to celebrate. You want it to be kind of a time of celebration for all the guys on the team that did get drafted. And with just so many balls in the air, so to speak, it kind of, uh, it's harder to do that. But thankfully, I think we've had time to, you know, connect with our, uh, our guys that got drafted and then be able to celebrate with them because it's obviously a huge deal and a lifelong dream, um, for all the guys that were on last year's team to be able to, uh, be drafted and, uh, agree to terms or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, so many things going on, but you, you hope or you want it this time to be, First and foremost, just about celebrating those guys and everything they did for uh, for our program, for our team, and um, you know, happy for them to be able to take the next step. So with Dave Van Horn, he's made it very known that he is wants the draft to be moved, and you talk about the timing of the draft too. Is it pretty unanimous among all college coaches for the most part that they want the draft to be moved to a different date or at least an earlier date, or is there still some coaches that don't care, some coaches that would rather have it at some other time? Because I feel like a lot of coaches that we've talked to, at least heard from, are all in favor and agree with Dave Van Horn. Yeah, if there's a college coach that, is, that likes where the draft is, Currently, I certainly haven't met him. Um, so I think it's, you know, it used to be, 
right after the Super Regionals leading into Omaha. Um, and I think that was uh, that was about as good as you could ask for. Um, so you've got uh, you're not really affecting if you if you wait until the Super Regionals are done, you have about a three to four day period during the week when um, you know you're not having to do it during games. Or it, that kind of seemed like that was a sweet spot, but obviously that's uh, that's not the case anymore. So we just uh, we got to do what we got to do. So, Bobby, what's the conversations like with players that are currently on the roster that end up getting drafted? Because some of them are no-brainers. They're going to be moving on, and, and, and they want to take that next step. And then there may be some guys that got drafted that have a decision to make. How involved are the conversations, and what are those conversations like with those players as far as telling them what they, what they may need to do or giving advice? Do those things are all, all ongoing, or is it kind of like, hey, you've told them already before what you're expecting, and it's just up to them to make that final decision? Yeah, no, I think that, um, yeah, that's a little bit of a loaded question. I think, first and foremost, you know, when you come to Arkansas, it's the goal and it's the expectation that when you become draft eligible that you're, you know, you, you, you want to be drafted. You want to have that opportunity professionally. That's kind of what we want for all of our players. Is they, they come here out of high school and they pour in their, their three years and then they end up being a really good draft. That's kind of always the plan from day one. Um, I think that where we're at now with a lot of different things, that guys can afford to be picky with the draft situation. Like they're not as, uh, as much of back into a corner where, you know, you got the one year to be drafted, you better, you better sign for anything. Um, I think that we're at a place now. Um, thankfully, where our guys can be picky, and you know, without saying names, and I'm sure you know, you know, we've had some guys that were, you know, could have been drafted this year, but for whatever reason, you know, it wasn't the perfect fit, and they're they're more than happy to be back, um, back with us this year. Um, and then, like you said, there's certain situations where there there are no doubt slam dunk professionals, and the money's reflecting that, and they they need to go ahead and take over that opportunity. Well, I also think it's very unique in college baseball too, Bobby, which I'm sure you're used to it by this point, but knowing, you know, in college football, if a guy signs with a college, he's coming to college and there's no alternative because you got to be in college or at least three years removed from high school to go to the next level. Same thing in basketball. As of right now, it's like you got to be one year removed from high school, but more often than not, you're going to get those guys, if they sign with you, they're going to play. But now with MLB and with the draft, it's like you could have all these big-time kids that are committed to you but they get signed to go to the MLB. So how do you balance that as a coaching staff to recruiting these guys? Because you want to have the best players, but also knowing that odds are they're probably going to go to the MLB draft and won't even be able to play for you. And some people may say, oh, that was a waste of time. So how do you balance that of trying to get the best players, but also getting the guys that will realistically actually be playing for you next year? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So um, I guess I'll start by saying, you know, the guys, the high school guys that we had that ended up, um, signing, agreeing to terms or whatever, most of them were very, very upfront with us in terms of what it was going to take and their interest level. So I, we had a pretty good idea before the draft what was going to happen and how to be prepared. So I think from a you know Arkansas Razorback team perspective, we, we were prepared as bad as well as we could have. So I, I think that we we won't really miss a step there. Obviously, you want that kind of ability um, to show up to campus, but when you have a little bit of a heads up in terms of um, you know, there, there, there's a pretty good chance we're not going to show up. You can make uh, you can make some uh, contingency plans, so to speak. Um, in terms of uh, yeah, you said kind of the recruiting process. Is it a waste of time to uh, to recruit those guys? I think if you know that they're going to be drafted where they are, then you obviously don't pursue them. But I mean, Coach Thompson, Coach Hobbs, uh, myself, Coach Van Horn, you know, we're making decisions on kids uh, three years before the draft. Um, so you'd never, you would never not go after a kid because, oh, in three years from now, I mean, they may be a first-rounder. They're, they're, it's such a volatile situation, um, you know, in both, both, uh, in both directions. You know, I'm, I'm glad we took a chance on Peyton Silval because many people probably would have said that he wasn't coming to school. And uh, obviously he's had a great two years, and I think we're going to get his best year. And that's just using one example off the top of my head. Um, so, yeah, I think that's kind of where we stand on all that, kind of uh, our perspective on the whole uh, situation. Speaking with Bobby Wernis, Razorback baseball assistant coach here on the Jones and Sundiamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Uh, now, Bobby, this is also a, kind of a new thing where transfers have always been a part of college sports, but with this transfer portal, it, it's opened up a lot more opportunities. And just look at this past season, of course, how many players contributed to the team that were not on the team the year before that were the transfers. And so, how, how do you guys go about that too? Where 
your scouting dudes, and you know there's so many great baseball players out there getting into the portal, bringing them in. Because to me, it's almost like just a whole other layer of recruiting that was already pretty difficult and complicated. But now you have this portal to where one day it's a guy you didn't even consider getting in the portal. And then when he says, oh, I'm in the portal, now you got to start recruiting him. It's, it's probably a pretty chaotic thing with the portal, especially competing against all these other SEC teams. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I guess, um, you know, you think about it, it kind of comes in, in two waves. I guess when the college season ends or when certain teams start ending and guys get in the portal, you know, there's kind of wave one. And then there's, a, you know, another wave after it where maybe some guys felt that they were going to be drafted, thought they were going to be drafted. That didn't happen. And then a fair amount of guys get in the portal after that. So then this kind of wave two. Um, it's just always about being on your toes and just, uh, again, I, or I don't know if we've talked about it. I guess the portal for undergrads closed yesterday. So I think some of this movement you may see kind of slow down a little bit where, where grads can are still eligible to get in the portal. But it just kind of, uh, it's just an extra layer on the summer where in the past it was strictly high school recruiting, undergrad recruiting a couple years down the road. Um, is when you see those players make an impact on campus, whereas now it's obviously that's still uh, the case and prevalent, but you have this extra layer of guys that, that are going to help your team eight months from now that are uh, getting in the portal and need to make decisions on that. So it's just it's, it's a lot busier time in the summer than it was in the past. But, um, but yeah, it just, it just adds another layer to it, man. <laughs> well, Bobby, uh, one of the – flexes that uh, you did as a baseball program on your social media at least is showing off the fact that since 2018 there have been 45 players drafted from Arkansas which is the most in the NCAA since Matt Hobbs has been there you had 19 pitchers drafted which is tied for the most and then since Coach Thompson took over you've had 20 hitters drafted which is the most in college baseball in 2018 so kind of doing a little recruiting pitch when you're focusing on hey look at this grab look how many people we put in the in the majors Hey, what is it? What is the reason behind you at Arkansas? Why are you able to do this? Because there's other great programs out there. There's other programs that have pros and everything. But why do you feel like Arkansas has had the most of any other college baseball program over the past five years? Shoot, for a lot of reasons, and I could probably talk about it for an hour. Um, I think I think it starts with the guy at the very end of the hall, Coach Van Horn. I mean, players want to go and play for them. Like, you want to play for a slam dunker, fire hall, famer, like that, that experience is invaluable. Um, so I think it starts there. And then, I mean, you take a look at Bob Walker Stadium. I mean, I think it's, with the, with the, especially with the new Hunt building, with the Fowler Center, I mean, we, uh, I think we have the best facility in baseball. So you have uh, those two. And then obviously, um, last but not least, just the fan support, the way we're treated is second to none. You know, I think, Did we lose Bobby? He's just getting right into the mix of it. That guy with Bobby, all right? Just when you, yeah, I, 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 and I, I believe that. So I just, when there's so many things like that, you know, working for us, it's such a fun place to play. And I think our, our players do a great job of communicating that with uh, either high school kids that are thinking about coming to Arkansas or portal guys. I mean, the, the vast majority of our players have a tremendous experience here. And, uh, you know, players talk. So if, uh, if the players that are already here speak very highly of it, um, players that are either looking to transfer or obviously looking to make their decision out of high school, um, don't listen to those opinions. Don't listen to the people that are uh, in the building right now. And I think, uh, yeah, I think our players uh, do a tremendous job of uh, kind of selling what this place is all about and uh, how positive their experience has been. And, um, I mean, that's what it's about for us. Like, it needs to be a player Player-first program, player-led program. Like, that's, uh, that's what wins. Yeah, it's, hey, listen, you sold me on the recruiting pitch, man. That's, that's all you needed to tell me. But uh, I know that also with this upcoming season, you, you know who you're getting back at least on the team. And, and you've had some injuries that your team's had to deal with, which got talked about crazy, but I don't think anyone's ever seen anything like it. But you're bringing back some, some key pitchers. You're bringing back some key guys in, in the field. And, of course, you'll be adding some. At the portal and everything, just how do you feel about the overall product going into next season? Because obviously, you wish you could have kept playing, playing in Omaha and all of that. But next year is always a new year. Just how do how do you feel as a coaching staff with who you have coming back, the guys you have coming in, and also the potential of other guys that you could end up having in your program? Yeah, no, I think it's it's, 
it's, it's very easy to get excited about next year. Um, I think it's first and foremost, uh, like you said, the kind of the foundation, the nucleus we're getting back. Um, you know, nobody wanted to play more than those, those guys in the locker room. No one wanted to win a national championship last year more than them. But if you, I mean, if you think back on that, the team from last year, like it's still the SEC champion team with Florida. So we're, we're returning a lot of those pieces um, from last year's team. And I think the players, the coaches, I mean, we're all just as hungry to get back up north, um, which is where we belong. And we feel like we have uh, we have the pieces to do that, um, to do that for the 2024 season. And obviously, um, you know, the high school recruiting class, uh, number one in the nation by, I, I think, no matter what outlet you, you read, um, and we got a lot of those guys through. So we're very, very excited about the guys that, uh, that are coming to school, had opportunities to, uh, to sign and, and decided to, uh, to continue their career with Arkansas. That's very exciting. And, uh, in terms of the portal piece, you know, the rules are a little bit sticky in terms of what I can say about them before they've officially signed on. But I think, uh, I think fans are going to be very excited with the guys that we're bringing in to kind of supplement what we already have. And, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of reasons to be excited about the, uh, the 2024 uh, season, and we're just we're just really excited to get them all uh, get them all here for fall ball and just kind of start uh, hit the ground running and just you know start building the team. I'm curious to your thoughts is hopefully you can talk about this player since he was on the roster last year, but Jackson Wiggins, you know, he wasn't a guy that played at all last season. Of course, having the surgery and uh, we've seen a few things for him, but uh, what what does that tell you about the type of player and the type of prospect he is? Where uh, he's a pitcher that had some success, but then he's out for a full year and still gets drafted uh, fairly high in the pick 68 to the Chicago Cubs. Just You get to see him each and every day. What kind of player can you expect him to be, especially assuming he's fully healthy, to where uh, he's taking that next step and going to the majors after sitting out this past year? Yeah, no, I think his feeling is, uh, you know, like front-end big league starter. I mean, the stuff's always been there, and, uh, you know, people that saw him in the fall – you know, I think from a scouting perspective, they, they they really saw something, and I know we were tremendously excited. We figured that this was going to be Jackson's best year, and obviously, you know, your heart breaks for the kid that he got hurt uh, before getting to showcase that um, last season. But I think it also, um, you know, shows that just that injury, the Tommy John, it's not really the kiss of death that it used to be. Um, you know, years ago. You pop your elbow, you don't know if you're going to be the same pitcher again. And, I mean, nowadays with the surgery, the modern medicine, whatever you want to call it, I mean, guys come back better more times than not than before the surgery. So, I mean, Jackson, yeah, the body, the athlete, the work ethic, that's all off the charts. And I think also it speaks to just the injury itself, that it's no longer the kiss of death that the industry may have uh, viewed it as. Well, I also got to ask you about this now that we've seen a few years of this in place. I find it so fascinating from the coach's perspective, NIL. And we can't deny the fact that there has been impacts in college sports in general when it comes to NIL and offering opportunities to student-athletes. Just how do you feel like from when before it wasn't a thing to now it is, how has that impacted the team with the University of Arkansas and uh, for everybody not only on the team and having those opportunities, but also potential kids hearing of opportunities that could be there for them if they're part of the University of Arkansas baseball team. Yeah, I think the two things that jump out to me is here at the uh, Arkansas, I think we're prepared to be as competitive as anyone else um, in the nation in terms of just where kind of the landscape of of college athletics is going um, from an NIL perspective, you know, I feel great about where we are in that respect. Um, I guess specifically with baseball, I mean, I think that we may be the biggest winners just because of the way the scholarships work in our sport, um, being the 11.7 full-ride scholarships that we have to divide amongst the entire roster. Um, NIL opportunities for our guys, I mean, they, that, that pieces it together and it gets, um, you know, or just at the very minimum, you know, paying for school is something that's huge. So I think when that was something that we were always excited about. Um, you know, the NIL just being able to supplement scholarships to where our guys would, you know, hopefully get closer to being able to fully pay for school. Um, so I think that baseball uniquely in that uh, aspect, NIL is obviously a huge positive because, because we're not a full-ride sport, so that just um, bridges the gap, so to speak. Well, Bobby, before I let you get out of here, man, I know you talked about the, the fans and the support that come along with it, but 
Uh, it seems like there's always constant conversation of, of renovations or additions or expansions or whatever, especially with Baumwalker Stadium. So uh, it, what would be some things maybe you'd like to continue to see there at Baumwalker? Is it more fans, more, more seats? Because it seems like every single game, it's always sold out, and they could probably use more seats. But uh, just as far as the facility right now, is there something you'd like to see expanded upon or at least improved upon there at Baumwalker? Man, like I just said, I think we got the best uh, the best uh, facility in the nation. Um, so to go over the top and say what else we need, I don't I don't know about that. Um, no, yeah, I guess if there was a hypothetical, if we could add more seats and those would be filled, how could you not want that? Because um, again, we've got the best we've got the best fans in college baseball, and I, you know, we're lucky enough to know it. I think I think they know it, and it's just. Um, Man, there's nothing like that building because I mean it, it's always filled. That's kind of that's another thing we say to our recruits is you know we have this beautiful stadium, beautiful facilities, uh, but the best part of our stadium is it's always filled. So shoot, if there was a if there was a version of that stadium getting bigger and continuing to stay filled, I I think you signed me up for that. I was hoping you'd say something get named after you, like name the locker room after you or something, Bobby. Like we got we got to get. You I was this. thinking a John Neighbor statue in left center hog print or something. That may be that may be bullet point one B. Oh yeah, I'm sure that that wouldn't get vandalized ever at all by anybody out there. And horrible things. <laughs> That's done part to of it. the charm. Yeah, <laughs> there it the is. Charm. It's part of the tradition out there. So hey, Bobby, man, we really appreciate you joining us as always, dude. Enjoy the summertime and. We look forward to next baseball season already, man. So hopefully you get some time off. But I know you're working hard, but we appreciate you joining us. Thank you for having me, John. Look forward to doing it again. All right, appreciate it. Again, that was Bobby Wernis, Razorback assistant coach, joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. We will take a commercial break. We actually have some news dealing with Razorback baseball. And uh, we'll get to some other headlines and clean up shop with your phone calls and messages and keep it moving on an easy Friday show and out of bounds. So stay with us. for Champs and Chumps Friday During the Zone. Brought to you by Everbowl. Providing Kraft Superfoods, acai bowls, and smoothies that fuel you for an active, unevolved, and healthy lifestyle. Located at the Pleasant Ridge Shopping Center in West Woodrock, next to Santo Coyote. Sports Center. In the NBA Summer League yesterday, Ricky Council the fourth had nine points on three for eight shooting in the 76ers 99 to 98 loss to the Hawks. Nick Smith Jr. had 12 points, four rebounds, and four assists on five for 16 shooting in the Hornets 89 to 83 loss to the Pelicans. Audis Tony got the start for the Magic, recording six points, seven rebounds, two steals, and three blocks in the Magic's 88 to 71 loss to the Trailblazers. Today, the Thunder will face the Wizards at 3:30 on NBA TV. The Celtics will take on the Knicks at 5:30 on NBA TV. Then at 8, the Pistons will face the Spurs on ESPN. And the Arkansas Travelers get back to action today, hosting the Corpus Christi Hooks at Dickey Stevens Park. First pitch is set for 7:05. Coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Sports fans and trivia fans, listen up. Brewskies is bringing sports trivia to Thursday nights. Every Thursday at 7 p.m., come play sports trivia at the best sports bar in town. 22-ounce draft beer specials and two-to-hour Plinko shots keep you from being thirsty, with plenty of pub grub options to keep you from being hungry, too. Arrive early and take advantage of the happy hour specials and stick around after trivia for the Thursday night karaoke party. So come check out all the new sports trivia every Thursday at 7 p.m. at Brewskies, your home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, people are still looking for lending options and you guys have it. You know, RJ, whether it's a home equity or a mortgage loan or even commercial lending, we're ready to help. And Chris, if you're not in the market for a loan right now, but you just have general banking needs, you guys have that covered as well. We have world-class respected products and highly competitive rates, all delivered by people that you know on a first-name basis. Experience the Southern 
Southern Bank difference today by visiting bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. If you aren't using Mosquito Joe yet, what are you waiting for? Mosquito Joe provides customized mosquito control solutions specific to your property. It's not a one-size-fits-all deal. Whether it be our standard barrier treatments, a full-scale misting system, or maybe even Mosquito Joe's commercial-grade repellent systems for patios and special events, Mosquito Joe provides a satisfaction guarantee with everything we do. So stop smacking yourself in the face and visit arkansas.mosquitojoe.com. What's your Oaklawn? Maybe it's lounging under a cabana at our sparkling pool or unwinding with a massage at the luxurious astral spa. It could be dining in elegance, then hitting the casino for fun and high fives. And while you're here, you could explore thermal spas, dining and shopping on Bathhouse Row and Hot Springs National Park, just steps away from the resort. Discover your Oaklawn. Make reservations today at oaklawn.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros makes automotive service and tire buying simpler, always treating customers like family. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros is family-owned and operated, built on honesty and friendly service. Stop in today to shop our wide selection of Continental and General Tires, all backed by a nationwide warranty. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, service like your daddy used to get. Stop in today or online at allabouttireandbrake.com. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Yeah. Okay, you can owe me. On 1037 The Buzz. The world is yours. 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 It's mine. 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 And uh, there'll actually be some, I say significant, but still some news in baseball we'll, uh, we'll talk about. But just got a text from the 501 and also heard from our uh, sister station over there, Mike Kennedy, who he's talking about, too. Apparently a camper has been overturned on I-430 northbound at the Cantrell River, River Bridge. And apparently it's going to be quite a while for traffic. So if you can avoid that area, please do so. Because that, that area is already trafficked up as it is. Yeah, really congested. So getting uh, getting out of there, you may want to find a, a different route. Is it route or route? Or is it the belt? Is it well, just depending on what you prefer. Okay. Because <laughs> I've, I've always heard people say route, heard say people route, and I'm sure somebody would be like, no, it's actually this. And, okay. and what's funny about it is it, some people conform depending on what they're talking about. Because people that say route... If they're talking about football, of course, you don't run a route in football. You run a route. Good point. It's a good point. May have to give the uh, nod to route then if that's the case. But either way, you know what we're talking about. Just avoid the 430 area, though, uh, northbound at Cantrell and River Bridge. Uh, but the baseball news, though, I just wanted to bring this up, that uh, left-handed pitcher Zach Morris has officially entered into the transfer portal for, for the Razorbacks. He's been a guy that played the past couple seasons this last year was uh was pretty tough to deal with but uh know that he's a guy that they were counting on but he's a grad transfer so he'll be immediately eligible but he has officially entered into the portal so, more of that roster management mm-hmm. yeah because uh i thought about it, i was like i'm not gonna ask bobby that <laughs> like, because this happened while he was on the show he's like you may not even know that it happened but uh yeah i wouldn't do that interesting 
Yeah, yeah, that would have been like, hey, what? Hey, by the way, I just saw this. What's going on over there, Bobby? Why are you getting transfers going out there? What's what's what, what's happening? But that's the case with the transfer portal. For sure. You're going to get some players in, and then at times you're going to have players leave. That's right. It, it, the portal taketh and it giveth away, um, more so than anything. But uh, also, another quick baseball note, because a few things that have been coming in with uh, Caleb Cowley, the third baseman. Uh, he's agreed to terms with the Seattle Mariners who took him in the 16th round. He hasn't officially signed just yet, but he has agreed to the terms that they provided. So it certainly looks like Caleb Cowley will be moving on. Great news for him. Yeah, because if he's agreeing, that means whatever they threw to him, he was satisfied with. So Arkansas is going to be looking for a new third baseman. I really like Caleb Cowley, even though he's only on Arkansas for a year. He's a really good player and wish him uh, nothing but the best of luck because he's got a bright future in front of him. Yeah, yeah, it's great for him to realize his dream. Finally, this time, yeah, get get that that pro career started. Was he? At a, I think he was at a JUCO and beforehand, and so just think about that journey where it's like get out of high school. It's like all right, well, go JUCO, go JUCO, two years, boom. Then you go to a major program in Arkansas, boom. Then you're in drafted, boom. You're in the MLB. It's like this four year thing where going into a junior college probably didn't know exactly what was in store for you, but then whew, just takes off in a few years, and now you get to go to the majors. That's awesome. Something that Bryce Harper did that never really took off, it seemed like it may have taken off at one time, was just go JUCO, and then you're immediately eligible for the draft, and you don't have to stay three years. That's right. I forgot about that. forgot about that. Because he got drafted out of high school, right? Correct? Well, or he, wasn't went to, some... he went to JUCO, though. Okay, that's okay. He went okay. to JUCO for a year. Okay. Who and, was... and he probably did get drafted out of high school, but felt like, he could have gotten better, and mm-hmm. so he went to JUCO for that one year, and hmm. the rest is history. I guess I'm thinking of Steven Strasburg. He was the one that just straight out of high school, right, was number one overall, I think. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Strasburg was right out of high school. Yeah, they, yeah baseball is, is crazy with, with those things. But even when you go from high school, you still have to pay your dues in minor league baseball. True. True that. So it's either going to be minor league baseball or you go to college. Now... If you think through it, it's like, okay, if you go to college, you're going to have a great experience, but also you may have to put more time in altogether because you're talking about three years in college, who knows how long, once you get into minor league baseball, as opposed to straight from high school, minor league system, you may put in four years there, but it would seem that going through that way about it, going through minor league baseball right out of high school, you get to major league baseball sooner. Yeah, the pathway is what it's all about, is what gets you the not only the, the quickest and in some cases easiest, but also the most effective pathway, and that could be the case for him. Because uh, I just looked it up again for Bryce Harper, because I was trying to think of what I was remembering, but that's now I see what it is. Uh, he announced that he was going to take his GED, leave high school after only two years, and then enroll at the College of Southern Nevada this fall. So essentially, he, he just, uh, you know, most people go to high school, of course, for th- uh, three years, but or three or four years. But, yeah, he was at done with high school after two years and then went to the College of Southern Nevada in the fall and made uh, the Las Vegas high school catcher eligible for the 2010 draft. He was so. fast-tracked everything. He was like, okay, I know I'm good enough. I'm not going to need any school. I don't even need high school. And I would say it's the right decision, as he is Absolutely. doing very well. Yeah. Doing very well for himself. Because uh, I don't, I'm sure that there's other players that have maybe thought about doing something like that. But then again, I don't know of how many prospects coming straight out of high school that we've seen that was like a Bryce Harper. Because I mean, everybody was talking about this guy, and everybody knew he was going to be a, a terrific player and a big time big leaguer. So that to me, it, it made sense for him. But yeah, I'm I'm curious to see if any other people have thought about that or tried that or you know look to do it but now again it's working out fine for him and yeah yeah thinking about the fact that he's been in major league baseball on that level since 2012 and he's only 30 years old that's wild i mean because what is the i don't know the average shelf life of a player but somebody in his position he can play to what at least the late 30s early 40s right i mean oh you think yeah and especially the way they sign these baseball contracts with double digit year contracts that's what they sign them for. They sign them to play until they're in their late 30s and sometimes in their 40s. So, without a doubt, he would have to be the highest regarded prospect in baseball in the past 20 years, 30 years probably? Well, Strasburg is in there. Yeah, so for sure. May, maybe not. But okay. he's, he's 
high on the list for sure. Yeah. Just I, I couldn't I, I could not imagine being you know 16 17 years old and be like all right I'm done with high school I'm going to go to JUCO and I'm going to leave it early so that way I'm playing at a higher level in baseball for this one year and then when I turn 18 maybe when I'm turning 18 I get drafted number one overall and then I'm heading into the majors where I go my way up through the minors pretty quickly like that's you talk about a quick crazy wild journey that. Again, worked out for him, but I just couldn't imagine being that young and doing all those things and accomplishing all that and being that confident in that decision where it's like, hey, I don't need high school. I can do this, and I'll be just fine and make it work. Well, just like we talk about with basketball players from outside the country, they're able to get to the NBA sooner than players in the U.S. because they have to be of a certain age. In the United States, you have to be 19. Outside the U.S., you only have to be 18. And so the same applies for baseball as far as players outside the country. They're able to to go right into MLB and get into the minor leagues. And you can do the same from high school, but it seems like those players are on a faster track because they see what the talent is, they get them through the minor league system, get them to Major League Baseball as quickly as they can. So we got a few people that's uh, texting in on our text line. Uh, From 501 says, uh, Steven Strasburg played at San Diego State. Uh, I thought he came straight out of high school. but Did he play at San Diego State? That's, uh, that's what the texture says. We can look it up. But I thought he just was that bona fide dude. He didn't need to go to college. Because if he went to college, you have to go for three years. Yeah. So I don't think that's the case. Uh, also from the 501, says Ken Griffey Jr. played in the minor leagues at 17. So he was another big-time prospect. And then 501 says uh, Harper went to JUCO because he skipped his senior year of high school, only one to ever do it. Had to have one year JUCO to be eligible for the draft. Why you see so many Latin and South American players? Because they can be drafted when they're 16 and no requirements. So kind of like go. what you were referring and, to. And so that's why you would think that maybe somebody else would do that, but it never really took off in the same way. So why are the rules, out of curiosity, like why are the rules different to where it's like even in the NBA, you can be 18 there, but you have to be 19 here? It has to do with the one and done. Okay. And, and, and the same thing with. College baseball, if you enroll, you have to be three years. You have to put in the time. It's almost like uh, when you make a commitment as far as with the military, yeah. same type of deal. Yeah, got to gotta pay your dues there. Also, Eric and Maumel says, other countries have facilities strictly for 14-plus-year-old baseball players to start training to get drafted. Oh, yeah. I, so. Well, they're pro. You yeah. know, like, that's another thing outside, yeah, outside the country. They have pro leagues where... Players are 14 years old, and they are playing professional already. Yeah, I laughed when uh, The Zone was talking about it. I can't remember which day, but they were bringing up soccer and how, uh, you know, soccer in the United States, and if they lose to teams that you shouldn't, and, you know, what's the case? And people are like, oh, well, they've been playing soccer their whole lives, or they've, uh, you know, their best athletes go and play soccer and all those things. It's like I could see some of that, but, like, in baseball, for instance, you know, a lot of these, these countries see those opportunities where it's like, if you have a great player or a great athlete here, if you move your way up quickly and go play baseball, you can make a great living and make a ton of money and, and kind of get out of the country and get out of the situation you're in to do it. And so, uh, I mean, great athletes are going to be great athletes, and they're going to excel in pretty much any sport that they play. Because it's like a, a De La Cruz. I feel like that guy could have played like four different sports and been a lead at him. Oh, yeah. But baseball he, is just the one he chose. You know what's funny about him is he has a twin brother, and his twin brother is like 5'8". Is he really? <laughs> yeah. So poor guy. Yeah. Um, and as far as Strasburg, he tried to get into Stanford, but he wasn't accepted. So okay. he did stay close to home, and he went to San Diego State. So he did go to college then. Yeah. Okay. That's good text then. I completely forgot about. It. I just thought that he was all about high school, but still, we're up against it. Hey, we got our final segment of the week. It's three and out. It's coming up next, so you better stick around for it. Cause it's going to be a good one here on Out of Bounds. Responsible for the content of this-
Cosset. Toxic water at Camp Lejeune has caused pain, suffering, and death for tens of thousands of dedicated Americans and their families. If you're a current or former Marine, dependent of a Marine, or civilian who worked at Camp Lejeune at any time from 1953 to 1987, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call 800-619-7308 now to see if you qualify. Studies have found the water at Camp Lejeune was contaminated with toxic chemicals, causing serious health conditions such as bladder, breast, or kidney cancer, Parkinson's, leukemia, and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, as well as miscarriages, infertility issues, and certain birth defects. A new law was signed, allowing anyone that spent time at the base to seek the justice and compensation they deserve. Billions have been set aside by the government to compensate victims. All Marines, dependents, and civilian workers who spent time at Camp Lejeune anytime from 1953 to 1987 and developed a serious health condition, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation, even if you were denied a disability claim in the past. Call 800-619-7308 now to see if you qualify. Hurry, time is limited. Call 800-619-7308. 800-619-7308. Allow us to introduce ourselves. We are Big O Tires. However, we might as well go by Big O Tires, alignments, batteries, brakes, oil changes, suspensions, and free visual inspection upon arrival because we do all that and more. But that name seems a little long and it won't fit on our sign. Now at Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot, take $100 off select sets of tires. That's right. Save $100 right now off select sets of tires and get tires, service, and straight talk at Big O Tires. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. Hurry up, dude. The game's about to start. Nothing beats spending the day watching the game with your buddies. Dude, I'm literally right here. Let's do this. Which is why a shelter insurance renter's policy is key to your winning game plan. It protects things your landlord's policy doesn't. Uh, dude, where's your TV? What? No way, dude. Like that flat screen TV that just got stolen. See shelter agent Vic Seidenschwartz in Carlisle, Lawrence Forrester in Cabot, or Hayden Strickland in Sherwood. It's Justin Acre for CertiPro Painters, and I get so excited when I get a chance to call my friends at CertiPro and tell them I've got a new project for them. CertiPro can help take your idea for a project and make it even better. The good thing is you know you can get on the schedule and get that project started quickly. But it is starting to fill up fast, so you need to get on the schedule ASAP with my friends at CertiPro. Each CertiPro Painters business is independently owned and operated. These folks live in your community and want to help you get the best paint job possible. Schedule your free estimate at CertiPro.com. That's Certa with a C. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. And big congratulations to not only Will Levis, who was drafted in the NFL, but Will Levis's girlfriend. She got a Burger King endorsement deal strictly due to the attention that she got as he slid in the NFL draft, according to reports. We know that he uh, slid down there, and everyone was talking about how awkward it was, him being in the green room, but his girlfriend kept going viral because of the facial expressions that she also had and the frustrations that were going along with it. But she's become very active on social media, and 
she really got the majority of her following during that time. So Burger King was like, hey, let's get you an endorsement deal on social media to do some stuff for us. So congratulations to her. And it just goes to show you that sometimes it's not necessarily about how much work you put in, but how many people see you on TV to help you get that big time money. Jim Mercer has quite the collection of a lot of different things. Things from Kurt Cobain's guitar, handwritten letters from George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, some from the Beatles collection. And here's Jim Ursay speaking on the collection that he has. When people see it, they just they can't believe it. You try to explain it and it's unexplainable until you see it live. These things are priceless. You know, you know, I've been offered, you know, uh, 1.150 billion dollars for the collection in totality. You know, by by, uh, I'll, I'll just say someone in the Middle East to, to leave it open ended. You know, and um, and you know a billion for the collection and and 150 million for public relations and charity gifts and things like that. And, and you know, I turned it down. You know, um, because to me, um, number one, it's priceless, and number two. Um, you know, I never started the collection for that reason. And they actually have this collection displayed where they take a tour and go to certain places. So the next place they're going to go is TD Garden Arena at uh, in Boston. And so people will have a chance to check out this collection. But it's, it's valuable to him, valuable enough with sentimental value where he says over a billion dollars, he wouldn't even give it up. But... His kids one day, they probably will move on from that collection. Yeah, if they get offered a billion dollars, they may uh, may think twice and say, uh, well, we appreciate it, Dad, but it's time to part ways with this. Uh, so we talked about the, the whole hints about Tom Brady returning and out of retirement because of the jerseys that were being sold at Tampa Bay. Well, now there's another clue that people are really into because Antoine Whitfield, the buck safety says that he is trying to convince Tom Brady to unretire. This is according to Dove Clayman. Says, I'm sure we're still reaching out to him, trying to see if he's coming, trying to come back to the team. Hey, it could happen. Anything's possible. So that's what's being reported. And now everyone's starting to try to get some sort of motion going on this. My whole thing is, is what, what, do you, what do you need Tom Brady for? You got Baker Mayfield. You're good to go. You don't have to worry about anything. Bucks, you're in great hands. You should just focus on that instead of worrying about Tom Brady. But the more stuff like this comes out, the more frenzy it's going to cause on people thinking that Tom Brady's actually going to return. We uh, hear of athletes all the time investing and buying into other sporting opportunities. We had a story earlier in the week where Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas bought into Leeds United, a soccer club, and now the latest athlete to buy into that same soccer club, Leeds United, Russell Westbrook. He said he had conversations with partners who were already in the deal. I was lucky enough to talk with friends and talk with my business partner as well about different things and having conversations, figuring out if this was the right deal and how we can make it different. And another story is Dwayne Wade is investing in the Chicago Sky WNBA team. He's from Chicago. He loves the area and he even did a hype video about buying into the Chicago Sky. There's something special growing in the WNBA. Something even more special growing in my hometown. I am excited to be able to invest in the Chicago Sky and support these amazing Let's build Sky Time. So, D-Wade, not only Chicago Sky and WNBA, but Utah Jazz and the NBA. So, he's uh, spreading the wealth and trying to make the best of his investments. So Bob Iger, we know who is the CEO of Disney, as he was brought back, uh, he has said in an interview that Disney is going to cut back on the amount of Marvel and Star Wars content that they produce. He even admits that they did way too much. Now, I will fully admit that, of course, I I love both the, the Marvel and the Star Wars universe, I'll admit, Uh, And even Marvel has been great. But after Avengers Endgame, it's been pretty meh. There's been some that have been okay. But for the most part, it has not been great. And then Star Wars hasn't been great since since Disney took it over. They have completely and totally ruined that. And they've even found a way to not do Indiana Jones any favors. So they're really struggling right now when it comes to 
uh, some of the films that they're putting out. They admit they do too much, but how much money that those places made, it's incredible. The only thing keeping Disney alive right now is their theme parks. If it wasn't for that, they would be in crisis mode, even though they kind of already are. So if you're a Marvel fan or a Star Wars fan, especially the Disney variety, don't be expecting any much more content coming out because it looks like they're going to be pulling back majorly. Travis Barker, who was involved in a plane crash in 2008, and he survived that along with a couple of friends. He said that he just he wanted to celebrate the fact that he's gotten over his fear of flying thanks to a lot in part to Kourtney Kardashian. See, he uh, revealed on social media, just flew my 30th time since the plane crash because he went a number of years without flying. He says, wouldn't be able to tour or enjoy life again. The way that I do without the healing love of my amazing wife, I love you at Courtney Kardashian. So those of you who are on Twitter, the I know that it's been kind of controversial, if you want to call it that, since Elon Musk took over, but I actually enjoy it for what it is. But either way, they have introduced, Twitter that is, a new way for people to make money through ad revenue. And it's simply just tweeting. If you Here's the program that they're launching, and they'll have it later this month for all creators, but there's a few requirements you have to have. If you have at least a 3 million impressions on Twitter over a 90-day period, you're eligible for this, which I looked it up, and I do, so I'm hoping I get some big-time money. But still, Mr. Beast, one of the most famous YouTubers out there, uh, he tweets on occasion, and because of his huge following, he got $25,000 this past month just because he tweets. He didn't do anything special for Twitter, but just putting out his content via Twitter or having funny tweets. Because of that, he got paid a ton of money. So if you're trying to make some more revenue, maybe check into something like that. If you got some good tweets, Elon Musk is going to be paying you very, very soon. A couple of stories about musicians and tats. So Guns N' Roses bassist Duff McKagan got a new tat. He tweeted, I finally got my Ozzy Osbourne tat, so he has a bat on his right hand. He was excited about that. And then Jelly Roll, he was asked about some of his tats and asked if he had any regrets on any of the tats that he's ever gotten. He says, oh, 96% of them. I have more tats that I regret than ones that, that I really enjoy. He says, think about how 16-year-old may think about tats compared to a 36-year-old. It's embarrassing. I'd like to know what the 4% tats that he actually uh, enjoys or one that he appreciates. Uh, so former, this is, I don't understand this, but whatever. Former New York Mayor Bill de Blasio and his wife, they're separating. That's unfortunate. It happens all the time. But the difference is, according to New York Times, not only are they separated, but they're going to continue to live together in their house while also dating other people. It's like, so are you really separated if you're still living together? I thought the whole person, purpose was to not be together, but they're still, living, but they're still dating. I don't know. It, it's one of those things that... I don't know. If it works out for him, great. But that just seems very strange that they wanted to go that route with it. Matt Damon says he fell into a depression while shooting a movie that he knew was a losing effort. He says, sometimes you find yourselves in, yourself in a movie that you know perhaps might not be good, but you're still making the movie. Same here, Matt. Appreciate everybody listening to Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I'm John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel. Next Monday, Drive Time. Up next. Adam and Eve is not giving you 10% off and not 20% off or even 40%. Your discount is even bigger. AdamandEve.com is giving you a whopping 50% off. But why stop there? In addition to 50% off, you also get 10 free gifts. That includes a racy item for him, a sensuous toy for her. And something we know you'll both enjoy. Ooh. And six extra 